0: stir me from my slumber. I'm the Eternal Dragon. Now make your first wish. Your wish has been granted. Here is your host, Tim Bridgewater. What is up everybody? Welcome to episode 89 of Rock the Dragon, a Dragon Ball Super Podcast. I am of course your host, Tim Bridgewater. 89, 89 episodes of uh, regular episodes of course not including the bonus episodes but that's crazy right it's crazy and we actually have an email that i'm going to read today that just kind of just kind of reminded me of how crazy it is that i've been doing this podcast for that long <laughs> and we are 11 episodes away from 100 uh, it's pretty crazy pretty crazy anyway uh yeah, welcome back, guys. We are back this week, of course. Uh, as always, you can find me at facebook.com slash rockthedragonpodcast. Even this in this past week, I've gotten a few more likes trickling in. It's starting to look kind of good, guys. Keep it keep it up. I'm, I'm seeing that you guys are starting to... Uh, I'm, I'm, I guess I've bugged you so many times about it by this point <laughs> that now you're just like, you know what? Maybe he'll just shut the fuck up if we just like the page. And I will probably not shut up but still just like it anyway because if you're listening to the podcast that means you like the podcast right and the best way to show me and other people that you like the podcast is to a like the page or B leave me a review uh, preferably do both if you're able and you can uh, so I, I mentioned emails uh a minute ago we do have two emails to read for this episode of course if you have any questions or comments concerns about anything uh, that we talk about here on the show feel free to send me an email for our email segment called what are you saying over at rock the dragon podcast at gmail.com okay well with that being said let's just go ahead and jump into the email segment here um i think we're gonna i'm not sure if we're gonna split these up or not uh mm, no no okay so yeah uh, one of the emails is kind of talking about episode 89, but it doesn't go into so much detail to where I feel like I need to save it to the end. Um, so we'll just go ahead and tackle them both here at the start. And then, of course, we'll jump into the episode talk like we do every week. Um, if you happen to miss episode 88, for some reason, that episode was a little bit different as I I kind of talked about a few other things that was kind of going on in my life in, the, you know, in terms of you know, geekdom and a couple of things that I picked up as well as I touched on the passing of Stan Lee. So if you happen to miss that, uh, go back and uh, make sure you check that out. I'm hoping and or assuming that all of the problems with the podcast showing up on Google Play, Google Music have been cleared up. Um, we haven't talked about that in a while, so I'm not sure. uh if that's working any better, can one of you guys let me know? One of you guys reached out to me and said that it wasn't updating. Can you let me know if it's updating now? Do I need to do anything else? To uh, Do I need to reach out to Google? I, I don't know, but um, I get the impression that maybe uh, most of that stuff has been cleared up. So hopefully I'm not wrong about that. Now, another reminder here is that uh, I, I don't know about the other outlets. It's probably safe to assume this applies to them too, but certainly on Apple Podcasts, Uh, They have already warned us as podcasters that there will be delayed releases of the podcasts, depending on what periods of time they are put up in. Um, They didn't say exactly how long it would be delayed, but I think it was somewhere between five to 10 days, maybe depending. That may not happen here. I don't know. Or it maybe will. I don't know. But just remember that if it seems like the podcast is taking a little bit longer than normal to pop up um and i have made a post about it on facebook then that means that it's just out of my hands at that point right um now if you don't see a facebook post about it well that means i haven't put it up because i don't put up any episode of the podcast without making a facebook post about it first so if you have any questions about if the episode is missing go to the facebook page first if you see a post and and it's not up yet then that means well it's just taking a while to update um yeah. But if you go there and you do see a post, uh, no, I'm sorry. And you don't see a post then that means I haven't put it up yet. And that just means I have shit going on in my life. That's just keeping me from doing it, which happens every now and then. All right. So let's go ahead and just jump into this. Uh, what are you saying for this week? Once again, send me an email at rock the dragon podcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions or comments, I actually have two emails here from both Andrews. Um, now I, I don't want to make the mistake here and say i only have two people listening named andrew (laughs) okay because obviously i wouldn't know that but these are certainly two andrews that i uh communicate with semi-regularly through the podcast so it's nice to hear from both you guys and it's pretty cool that uh i have an email from each one of you so first andrew I'm calling you. I'm going to refer to you as first. Andrew, that's not a ranking of any sorts. That's just like a chronological thing, (laughs) because Andrew, this Andrew actually listened to Republic City Report. okay? as a podcast I used to have um, before I did this one. And we'll we'll jump into that in a minute. But Andrew writes recent thoughts. Hola, Tim. Hope you've been well. Podcast has been all awesome. As always, I just had a few thoughts related to your most recent episode. Now, at the time Andrew wrote this, uh, this was this was episode 88 that Andrew is talking about here. Okay, I don't think you mentioned this, but you but did you happen to notice the dinosaur Easter egg that they put in while Gohan and Piccolo were training? It was strongly implied that it was the same T-Rex dinosaur that attacked Gohan when he was first dropped off in the wilderness by Piccolo as a kid. He even used his sword to chop off a section of his tail to cook over a fire like in this episode. I thought that was a neat throwback, but it was definitely a little obscure. Okay, Andrew, I'm going to tackle that first before I move on to the rest of your email. You know what? I did. I did notice that. And I I, I don't think I mentioned it on uh, episode 88. I don't for some reason. I don't know. I think sometimes I get caught up and like I don't I think I mentioned this before. I don't I don't take any notes. (laughs) I really don't make any notes on the podcast. I kind of just come on here and I like I watch it and I kind of I mean, I make mental notes. Right. There are things that I know that I want to touch on. When I'm watching the episode and I typically remember everything, but then I wanted to bring that up and um, I forgot. So I absolutely did notice that. And like I didn't Google it to make sure, but it certainly felt for one thing. It couldn't have been a coincidence that they did that. Right. Like it just seemed like it was supposed to mean something. And it did. It did um, bring back sort of a familiar sort of feeling. I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember exactly what it was. (laughs) <laughs> and when I'd seen it but now that you bring it up that yeah that, that I, I do I do actually remember that uh, when Gohan was out there in the wilderness he did chop off a part of a dinosaur's tail for food and I just thought it was it was funny and it did the exact same thing in this episode where the, the dinosaur just kind of runs off so a uh, good catch there and that was pretty awesome I mean it, you know When they do stuff like that, it shows that they're paying attention. Right. And they're saying that, oh, man, this is supposed to be one of those nostalgic moments. And I talked about a lot of the nostalgia in the last episode, just, you know, as far as Gohan and Piccolo training together and how it all kind of comes back around and just kind of ties into each other. So that was just kind of another way of doing that. And I thought that was awesome. Okay, the next section here says uh, you spoke a bit about the Batman animated series. I don't remember much of it, to be honest. However, I do have this distinct memory of watching both that series and the Superman cartoon every day before my mom would take me to kindergarten. I also made myself melted cheese crackers in the microwave while I watched it. Pointless tidbit, but I thought it was kind of funny that you reminded me of that. Okay. Well, I'll talk about that for a minute. Yeah. So I talked about Batman, the animated series for a couple minutes on the past episode. Um, Make sure you go back and check that out if you missed that. But you know what I love about what you said here, Andrew, is that this is this is that is a major factor for me. Right. Nostalgia. I talk about that a lot. And that that's a nostalgic moment that you had there. You know, it's it's talking about the animated series reminded you of a specific period of time in your childhood that you liked. You know what I mean? And, and, and it, it made you feel good to think about that. And that's why. It's important for geeks to never lose that. You know what I mean? And like, I don't, I don't preach about this kind of shit a lot. But like, I, you know, there was one episode of the podcast some time ago where I kind of went on the soapbox about the whole thing. <laughs> but like, it's, it's, it's because of stuff like that, man. Like it's those, these shows, these cartoons, these action figures, these comic books, these comic book movies, all this anime, all this stuff we watch and read now. It takes us back to a place when we were younger that made us feel free made us feel happy made us feel excited and this kind of ties into passing of stan lee once again you know that that man was was mostly responsible for me having that those wonderful experiences and feelings as both in a kid and an adult and like that's why what he did was so important right and akira toriyama is another one right i mean I don't know how it's for some reason, it's super hard to find any photos of Akira Toriyama. (laughs) I feel like I feel like every time I see a photo of the guy, it's the exact same photo. And I feel like that photo is not recent at all. Now, he's Japanese and he's Japan. So it's very hard to find, you know, I'm sure a lot of there are a lot of like, you know, underground websites and shit that provide that have all that stuff but it's it's kind of it's not easy to find information on on, the, on those guys so but he's another one right created this whole world this universe that i just loved loved love love and uh, and watching dragon ball makes me feel just as nostalgic as batman the animated series does as x-men the animated series does or did and like it's just a great feeling and i know i know exactly what you're talking about because i have those i have similar memories like that you know for me watching Batman anime, you know i literally watched it when i got home from school every day and re-watching it now it started taking me back to those exact same moments where i come home i got off the bus i went and got a snack uh you know depending on what time it was sometimes i'll do my homework first and sometimes i would do it after <laughs> but You know, or sometimes I would do it at the same time, which was hard. It was hard to do homework and watch Batman at the same time, you know, but I I tried to make it happen. And like, it's just a great feeling. And that's why I love to just kind of come on here and talk about some of the nostalgic stuff every now and then. And not only that, I'd love to buy that stuff. I love to buy things that I loved as a kid. And as geeks, you know, we should never let that go. No matter what anyone says, you don't ever fucking let it go ever. Because it's 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 a very essential part of you as a human being. And it's a very essential part of just being uh, happy. I think so. To be able to channel those memories. Okay, man, (laughs) I almost got out of control there. I'm sorry. Okay, Uh, So, yeah, the next section here says, lastly, I just had a question for you. You're basically 90 episodes into this podcast. I think you did 50 or so for Republic City Report. I never really followed Geekly Dose except for one or two episodes, so I'm not sure how many of those there were. Which of those podcasts, including Rock the Dragon, would you say you had the most fun with and or got the most invested in? I think you probably already know my answer for which of the podcasts is my favorite since I'm pretty blasé about super. But it seems like I'm really the only carryover listener from Republic City Report. Just curious your thoughts. Love your analysis on the recent episodes of the show. Hopefully this last big arc is as incredible as everybody says it is. Thanks and keep it up, Andrew. Andrew, thank you so much for writing in. It's always, always great to hear you uh, hear from you. Andrew drops in probably, you know, every two months or so and just kind of catches me up. And and you always have good questions. So I'm glad you you asked. Okay, so. Yeah, right. I'm basically 90 episodes of the podcast. I was talking about how crazy that is at the start of this thing. (laughs) It's nuts. Right. Because I remember recording episode zero and wondering if anybody was going to listen to it, (laughs) you know, at all. And, you know, and if they did, was it were they going to like it? How long was it going to last? And all this kind of shit. And here I am about 90 episodes into it. So that in itself is crazy. Now, you're asking about Republic City Report and Geekly Dose. Um, I used to talk about this every episode of the podcast at the start at one point in time. Uh, I hosted two other podcasts before this one. OK, one of them was called Geekly Dose, OK, it's this was several years ago, though, and it was me and I had a co-host and a, a producer that was on most of every episode. And it was just we talked about anything geek. We would talk about movies, comic books, TV shows, cartoons, you know, whatever, whatever the topic was for that week. We would do reviews of video games and et cetera like that that podcast is still up. Okay. If anybody's interested in going back and having some nostalgic sort of moments, you know, listening to some of those older episodes of Geekly those it's still up on iTunes. I think it's still up on Stitcher. Uh, I also did Republic city report, which was, uh, a legend of Cora podcast. So if you watch a legend of Cora or the legend of Cora, and, uh, you wanted to hear a podcast based on that, you can go find that. That is still up as well. Now, both of those podcasts look like they're brand new because We had this weird problem where all the podcasts disappeared and it broke my heart. (laughs) Okay, for some reason, they all got deleted. It wasn't by iTunes. It was by whoever was hosting the podcast. And eventually we got them all re-uploaded, but we lost all of the reviews and all the stuff we had. So it just looks like no one ever listened to the shows. (laughs) Okay, but it couldn't be anything, you know, further from that, especially in the case of Republic City Report. Now, I did 41 episodes of Republic City Report, Andrew, 41. And I did uh, 44 episodes of Geekly Dose. Okay, so that's about 85 episodes. Right. So, I mean, that's just crazy in itself, you know, because (laughs) imagine had I stopped doing this podcast 40 episodes ago, you know, 45 episodes ago. That's where though that's pretty much where those podcasts ended about halfway through this one. OK, so this is my first time doing anything that's ever lasted this long. This is completely brand new to me, too, to be still talking about a show this long. And I hope to continue it forever. But you guys have to help me out. You got to share the podcast. You got to leave me reviews. You got to do all that shit. OK, <laughs> um, so the question is, which which one was the most fun with? Or which one did I get the most invested in? Man, that is a tough question. <laughs> that is a tough question. <laughs> because, I, I, you know, I feel like I'm supposed to say Rock the Dragon Podcast because this is where we're at now. You know what I mean? And this is where this is what my listeners are now. This is what my fan base is now. Uh, you know, what? I, I don't know. Let's let's kind of go through each one a little bit. Um, So Geekly Dose was the first one, right? I, I, I absolutely loved Geekly Dose. OK, loved, loved, loved. Geekly, Geekly Dose was so much fun, especially in the beginning after a while I kind of and I think I talked about this on the podcast like if you go back I'm just as honest on this podcast as I was on that one you know what I mean sometimes I get discouraged sometimes I feel like no one's listening no one gives a shit that's just phases that I go through as a creative person and if you're creative you can probably relate to that you have these moments where you doubt yourself and you wonder if all the time and effort and energy you're putting into something is being is being valued or appreciated or worth it and that's why I'm constantly like trying to and you know encourage you guys to help encourage me you know if you're enjoying the podcast speak up and that doesn't just apply to me you know it's just anyone out there whose work that you enjoy just tell them every now and then and i'm, I'm trying to get better about that myself because i know how difficult it is <laughs> to remain motivated right and that's a problem that i ran into at some point with geekly dose but i can say this about geekly dose uh it taught me how to be a podcaster that's for sure i mean uh, the only thing i had done before that podcast is i had done a radio show in college right So I did have some experience as far as hosting with a microphone in front of me, you know, and also was in a band for a couple of years, too. So I was used to kind of performing for people Uh, and I I loved it. You know, I at the time, you know, it was it was me. And when it started, it was me, Stephen Nocentelli, and Jesse Sedgley. Um, and we had a great time. I mean, I, I go back and I listen to those those episodes every now and then myself now, just for nostalgia. Once again, that's just like the word of the podcast, right? The next time I say the word, okay. The next time I say the word, every time I say the word nostalgia, take a shot of whatever you you're drinking next to you. You know, it might be milk or whatever. Just do it. Um, But yeah, I go back and I listen to it because it just it takes. Once again, it takes me back to a very good time in my life and we had a blast. Uh it was a lot of fun, you know, both Republic City Report and Rock the Dragon, I'm just it's just me. I'm just talking to by myself, right? And I kinda talk about that in other episodes as to why that is. It just it just works out better for me and my weird schedule to just do this podcast alone. But one thing about Geekly Dopes is that I had people to feed off of. You know, it wasn't just me talking in time time. I could I could take a break and I could hear someone else's opinion on something and um Actually what was it? Episode fifty of this podcast, I think? I had Steven on. It was either episode twenty five or fifty. See, I've gotten so many episodes in now I don't even remember. <laughs> so either episode twenty five or fifty, I have Ste I, I had brought Steven Nocentelli on this podcast, you know. So that if that should tie it all together for you guys. So Steven and I had I felt like very good chemistry on the podcast and we you know, we just we had a good time. It was fun. It was like just getting together with two of your friends every week and just talking about geek shit. I mean, which is what I feel like I'm doing now with you guys. And that's why I appreciate you writing in because like you guys are my co-hosts. You know what I mean? Like I'm talking, I'm, 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 you know, I'm doing most of the talking here, but when you guys send me emails and shit like that, you know, I feel like we're having a a conversation between friends. And that's one thing I miss about, I missed about geekly dose, but it's good that I have y'all. Uh, But it was so much fun. So I I can't I can't say that I had that. I am you know, overall, I'm more invested into that one. But I did. I did have a lot of fun just because, once again, it was coming together with friends and we would just talk about all kinds of shit. Okay, Republic City Report. Once again, I did that podcast by myself, so it was kind of challenging. And in a way, you know, as much as I love The Legend of Korra, as much as I love Legend of Korra, it just was a different show. It just was a—that's a different show. I mean, Dragon Ball <laughs> and Legend of Korra couldn't be f- more different in terms of tone, you know, the story, just the way everything is approached. I mean, yeah, it's both about—they're both about sort of mythical, sort of superpowered people in a way, but it's just—it's just so different. Now, I loved it, but it was also that show was pretty deep. So I spent a lot of time sort of analyzing the show on these deeper levels. It wasn't like Dragon Ball with most of its kind of surface level fun. There was just a lot of like symbolism and philosophy and stuff like that. that I was I would get really deep into on the show. And I enjoyed that. And I had a pretty good fan base there at the time. Republic City Report was probably the most popular thing I think I'd ever done, at least in terms of being a regular sort of thing right because i got i got emails just like i get here and people loved it and people talked about it i mean i i would when i got to episodes 20 episode 25 i did something special i think i recorded yeah i made a song i made like a song using the 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 intro music to <laughs> the legend of Korra. i mean and i've kind of done some stuff like that here and i'm, I'm planning to do more but it was it was fun that was my first it was very challenging but it was super exciting because i was asking myself is it possible for me to host a podcast completely by myself and have people still like it and want to listen to it and i got nothing but praise on that podcast i mean you know no one ever said anything bad (laughs) so you know what can i say i had a great time doing that one too now that brings us to rock the dragon podcast which is you know about to be on episode 90 I'm going to tell you right now, Andrew, and this is going to answer your question. Uh, this is the best podcast I've ever done. I mean, it is. And I have, I say that because it's it's sort of a combination of Geekly, those and Republic City Report. And and and, and this is how Geekly, Dose was super fun because I was talking about just a lot of geek shit that just kind of made me happy. It didn't get too serious. It just was kind of like this is this is stuff that I grew up on. This is what I love. I'm talking about it right And Republic City Report was me doing something for the first time alone and kind of counting on my listeners to be uh, the, the, my co-hosts, right? So this, this podcast is a combination of both because I'm having fun talking about something that I grew up with. And I'm also kind of doing it by myself with you guys as the co-hosts and hell, I'm on. I'm almost 90 episodes into this thing. So what does that tell you <laughs> now? I still have my moments where I get discouraged and all that kind of shit. And I, that, that's probably something that I'll never lose. But I, I mean, I have to say for sure that this is definitely the, the most fun podcast I've ever done. Um, and, and I'm not just saying, And I don't know. It's it's probably easier to say that because I'm doing this one right now, but uh, I'm also talking about Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball is like one of my, at least one of my top two <laughs> favorite franchises in the world okay and nostalgia plays a big part in that when it came to republic city report and legend of Korra and avatar the last airbender there was no nostalgia there because i didn't grow up watching those shows right right i watched those shows as an adult but dragon ball you know i was like a freshman in high school or something so it takes me back to this place and every single episode i get to kind of go back to that place that, uh, that brought me a lot of happiness, and it still does. And Super has been a, a challenge in a bit, <laughs> okay, for a bit. And, you know, a lot of those episodes weren't very good, but we've gotten to a point now to where they're pretty much consistently good, and I'm looking forward to kind of taking it on even further beyond this if you guys would like to see that. So uh, if you would like to see it, by all means, leave me reviews, share the podcast, etc. cetera. And uh, yeah. So that, that I hope that answers your question. I mean, they're all fun in their own ways, but for very different ways. Um, but, yeah, I got to say right now, this is the one I'm enjoying doing the most. And hopefully the fact that I'm still doing it almost 100 episodes is proof of that. OK. All right. Andrew, thank you so much for writing in, buddy. Oh, man, that went on way longer than I thought it would. But hey. I feel like the actual episode talk itself is not going to be that long. So I think it's okay to kind of unravel these emails a little bit. All right. Second, Andrew, what's up, man? Good to hear from you. Uh, Andrew writes what I'm saying. Hey, Tim, hope this is a way to contact you. Usually hit you up on Facebook. But to the comments, great episode tonight. I love when Roshi goes crazy. In our PC world today, you rarely see things this crazy. Even though in DB, he was twice as worse. It's a shame Tian says he's been training, but did not get to show it off. Anyone who says Yamcha is the worst Z fighter must be forgetting Chaozu. That guy is completely worthless. Also, I'm having trouble finding where exactly I need to go to review. Been trying for a while. Maybe if you could send me some links for Stitcher and iTunes, I could get a couple of five-star reviews your way and get Rock the Dragon all the way up to the top where it belongs. Keep up the fantastic work your pal andrew ps i've seen them and they're striped oh roshi (laughs) andrew thanks so much for writing in man um and you know what just to kind of touch on this real quickly so you've been trying to leave a review you don't know where to go okay i'll tell you what i will send you a couple of links to hopefully make it easier for you to do that and i also post them on the rock the dragon facebook page in case there's anyone else out there that has been wanting to leave a review but you just don't know where to go and how to do it i will post links on there i I mean it's sometimes you just kind of have to look around but usually somewhere toward the bottom there's going to be a little thing that says leave a review um depending on what outlet you're using and 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 how it's set up though so i'll I'll definitely send you something try to make that easy for you and i appreciate you. You know, wanting to do that and wanting to help me get it to the top where it apparently belongs. Okay, so. uh, Yeah, it it was a very it was a good episode. I mean, you know, we'll we'll, we'll talk more about it in a minute. You know, I I wasn't I wasn't crazy about the episode as a whole, but there's certainly some things in there that were that were great about it. And Roshi's behavior was definitely. Yeah, crazy is a good word. (laughs) Crazy is a good word for it. But We'll talk more about that in a minute. And, and yeah and it would have been nice to see more of tn's sort of uh uh getting into it but you know maybe they just want to kind of save some of that for the for the uh the tournament and you say, as anyone who says yamcha is the worst z fighter must be forgetting Tzu. you know I, it's funny that like when it, when you when i think about the z fighters like it's that the term z fighters i don't even think about Tzu. i just don't for some reason i don't i, I don't know I, sometimes i I'm not saying he doesn't count. What I'm saying is, is that he just doesn't stand out, right? I mean, when you think of Tian, you think of Chaozu, but I don't think of Chao. I don't even know Chaozu's backstory. <laughs> Do they even go into Chaozu's backstory in Dragon Ball, like his actual backstory as to what the hell he even is? Because he's clearly not a kid, right? <laughs> he's just some miniature person who just stayed that the same size. I I, I don't even know what he is, honestly. Um, so if you guys want to share that with me, by all means, let me know. But uh, I think Chow just different. You know, I don't know. I don't know if I consider him the worst. I just think he's just he's just Chow Tzu. You know, he has his, his strengths. You know what I mean? He <laughs> he blew himself up to try to kill Nappa so that he's definitely admirable in that way. Um, I guess has probably died more times or maybe he hasn't. I'm not, I'm not sure. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, man. Yeah. So we'll, we'll talk more about Roshi and Tien in the episode talk. Uh, and also I will send you some links for some reviews and such. Okay. All right. Well, thanks to both Andrews for writing in on the episode. Very much appreciate it. Uh, Now, with that being said, it's time to switch over to the episode talk for this week. So, of course, this episode of Rock the Dragon, a Dragon Ball Super podcast, is going to cover episode uh, 89 of Dragon Ball Super, titled A Mysterious Beauty Appears, The Enigma of the Tian shin style Dojo? (laughs) I almost couldn't say that. Okay, so... uh you know, there's been some questions, at least on my end, for a couple episodes. Well, where's Tian at? Because we know he's going to be a part of the team because he's in the opening credits, right? <laughs> so it's like it's been a matter of time. Of, of I've been saying, OK, well, at some point they're going to have to transition into them inviting Tien to be a part of this. And based on the title of the episode, we know that this is probably going to be the one. Uh, and plus, it's just good to see Tian again. So the episode starts off with Goku flying over to Master Roshi's island. Uh, now he's actually looking for Master Roshi, I think, and not Tian here, or maybe I'm maybe I'm mistaken. Um, I'm a little bit, my memory's a little bad here, but okay. Basically, he he uh, he comes across Oolong who is clearly being played by a different voice actor now, unless I'm mistaken. I, Oolong didn't sound like this before. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so yeah, Oolong basically says that Tian is sort of off in the mountains now. He has a dojo and he's kind of training some people. So I mean, that's kind of cool. It's kind of it's kind of cool to know what he's been up to lately. You know, they never really did a good job of kind of showing, uh, you know, Tian in his free time. <laughs> like we would we would see everyone else sort of doing something. Yamcha will be doing this. Master Masaru should be doing that. Krillin will be doing this. We get Boma, but like, when you think about it, you know, we don't spend a lot of time with Tian. And, and if they did show him, he's just in the mountains with Chaozu, with Chaozu, which is kind of weird, right? <laughs> I mean, it's kind of weird that he spends all of his time with that with Chaozu. But anyway, uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So like, it's just kind of cool to be like, okay, you know what? Here, here's our chance to give Tian some character development. And, and say, you know, he's in the mountains training. He's just training a bunch of people. So we show that we, we, we head over to this dojo. We see a bunch of bald, uh, you know, students standing there in front of Tien as he trains them. Uh, and I got to say this, man, I think I've said this before, but Tien <laughs> has the most badass wardrobe in Dragon Ball. Every time that dude shows up, he just looks awesome. I mean, am I the only one that feels that way? <laughs> like Tien has the best wardrobe in Dragon Ball, you know, and I, I'm a big fan of future trunks. Well, more so the way that he looked in Dragon Ball Z, but that was more of a character design overall sort of a thing that I really liked. But in terms of just kind of having like the best wardrobe, <laughs> it's Tien, man. Every time that dude is worn anything, he just looks like a boss. Now they slimmed him up a good bit in Dragon Ball Super, okay? Because in, in Z that dude was probably the most buff character on the show too. Not count Master Roshi whenever he freaking swells up. But uh, and there's even a shot here. You know, there's a scene here where he where he, he kind of gets shirtless and we get to see we get to see those T N muscles again. But uh, I, I just I just love this outfit that he has, man. It just looks so cool. <laughs> it looks so cool, and he looks cool standing there just kind of being a sensei. Now of course uh, Master Roshi's there too, right? He's just kind of there helping him, uh, I guess, you know, get into this mentor role, this sensei role. Obviously, Master Roshi has a lot of experience with that. Uh, he's trying to teach these students how to channel their key. Uh, and one of them just gets to the point where he just says, can you just show us how to do it? <laughs> and Tian just does it, you know, and, and it's badass and he looks badass. And um, it's just a cool moment. It's a cool moment. I remember, you know, early in early Dragon Ball Z and I, I still don't think I know the exact answer to this. I've gotten kind of mixed sort of responses on this, you know, just from, from having conversations with friends. And I'm just really not the kind of person to just go Google a bunch of shit. I know you guys know that by now, right? Like, it's just not fun to sit down and say, I'm just going to read all this, you know, back wiki page backstory. You know, I would rather them just put the stuff in the show. Right. (laughs) Like to me, that just that's more fun for me. But there was always this question of whether or not TN was human or not, because there's a third eye. Now, as far as I know, he's very much human. Right. But I've then also heard from someone else that it was later sort of retcon to where he's not a human. So I don't even know which one it is, but he definitely has that third eye. okay? but he never uses it. You know, like maybe it was something that he used in Dragon Ball. I don't know, because remember, I haven't seen Dragon Ball in its entirety. But it just kind of seems like, OK, why is that eye there? If he's not, you think that it was somehow playing to his techniques. OK, once again, I'm not saying it's never happened. What I'm saying is that in my recent memory, he just doesn't really use it. So I, I don't know if it's just more of a character design thing or what. OK, so we see this girl showing up to the front of the dojo. Obviously, this is our mysterious beauty, right? <laughs> uh, and I, I didn't know who the hell she was. And I still don't really know who she is, even after they tell us, because I, I don't know if that was something we'll we'll talk about it in a minute when we get to it. Okay. But she shows up and she's obviously kind of upset about something. And she mentions that she's like kind of looking for the three-eyed Baldy and we are we know who that is. <laughs> right? So uh, and then we get to see Chow Tzu. Chow Tzu flies up and he, you know, he, he sort of introduces her, her name is Yurin, I believe. Uh Yuren, am I pronouncing that right? uh so tien kind of turns around just kind of stares at her for a minute roshi 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 okay this is where <laughs> this is where shit just gets really out of control and we were talking about roshi roshi getting crazy this episode man he is going out of his mind here now we all know roshi's a pervert right <laughs> but he went like sexual predator level in this episode Like, you know, like all these other characters have like transformations and Goku can go Super Saiyan God. Master Roshi went super predator, (laughs) super sexual predator. That's that's level he went to in this episode. Uh, It was too much, right? Or is it just me? I I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, look, I get it. It's Roshi. He's always been that way. He's always acted a certain way when pretty women have come by. But it just seemed like they just pushed him. Super far here <laughs> with it, uh, but anyway, I'm not gonna talk too much about this. I mean, we, he just kind of he he saw he you know Tian is deciding that he's gonna turn this girl away because it just doesn't seem like the reasons that she has in his opinion are good enough reasons. But of course, Roshi's like, no, no don't what? Are, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like keep her around. Like we're <laughs> I want her here. So he just takes it upon himself to just like pick her up and put her over his shoulder and just carry her off and like. I just felt like it was just a a lot Uh, and that's not even the the end of it okay so Goku starts to approach the dojo in the mountains okay so he just kind of pops down and pops in in the middle of these guys training all disrespectfully as as Goku would do it Uh, and kind of gives a greeting and you know they kind of catch up for a minute Tien pretty much calls the uh ends the class there And Goku kind of doesn't really waste much time just kind of getting to the point. You know, he starts to give him the whole pitch about the tournament of power. Uh, Tien's asking, what is this tournament of power? He asks about Roshi. And this is where they cut to Roshi. And Roshi's just kind of being Roshi. And once again, you know, I'm not going to really go into too much detail about this. Because it's just just Roshi being Roshi. But like, once again, like super sexual predator Roshi. (laughs) SSP Roshi. That's what we're going to call that from now on. Uh, but yeah, I, I think but throughout most of this, he, he does seem to sort of mention the fact that he senses some darkness in her. OK, so even when Roshi's being Roshi, they always kind of have this way of showing that he is a legitimate master because in his own way, he does see things that other people don't see. So he does kind of mention the fact that she has this darkness in her, even if he's being super creepy about it, right? so yeah so eventually she kind of gets away from roshi okay after being attacked (laughs) uh and we you know we we obviously know that she's upset we know that she's out for some sort of revenge against tian so she she runs outside she sees the students walking away she gets an idea uh she pulls this uh sort of i don't i don't don't even want i don't know the proper name for those sorts of objects so i'm not going to even try to say it mess it up but she pulls this little sc- thing out of her pocket and and uh clearly she's planning something right uh so we cut to this scene where goku is having tea with Tien, and tian is turning down term of the power uh and he's saying that you know while he's fighting these other universes would make the best training uh he has to be concerned with his own students and their training And Goku says, well, can't you have someone substitute for a while? Well, where have we heard this before? This is pretty much the same thing, more or less, that happened with Android 17, right? He kind of had some other things that he, responsibilities in terms of protecting those animals. And Goku also offered that someone else go and watch the island while he's gone. And Tien's is kind of saying the same thing here is that, like, I have students that I'm responsible for. So I can't really just leave (laughs) <laughs> and Goku throws out the 10 anything, thing, which is it's still a little bit weird that Goku's still using that because it's a lie, right? He's just like lying to his friends to get them to fight <laughs> what ha- what happens if Universe 7 wins this whole thing? They're all going to be standing there with their hands out like, Goku where's our money at, bro? <laughs> you know uh, but Tien's like, money's not the issue, man like, yeah, they, they, Tien, is, it, some of these characters they don't care about money you know, it's, it, it's responsibility it's honor, it's all that kind of stuff so eventually uh, this guy just kind of runs up to the door. and starts banging on him, and saying, hey, your, your students are just kind of running amok across town. Right. So they run out. And now we see that Tian's students have been possessed to some extent. They're kind of floating and hovering around at this purple glow. And most importantly, they have that those little pamphlets or whatever <laughs> that is that uh, the girl put. Uh, pull out of her pocket and they have them over their faces. So we can kind of assume here that this is some sort of possession, or she's using her some sort of magic to kind of control them uh, and make them attack this village. So then we we, we switch over to um, Kaba and Cauliflower, Cauliflower, Ca- right? Man, I'm just ah, oh man, <laughs> it's gonna be hard talking about her from this point on because I cannot pronounce that for some reason. Caulifla. Caulifla. I think it's cauliflower, right? Because it's supposed to be like cauliflower, so that sounds about right. Caulifla. Okay. And I think I have, I may have a correction to make because, uh, I mean, we do know that this girl is a Saiyan, right? But I, I think last episode, I think I mentioned, oh, she doesn't have a tail or something or Cab- Cabba doesn't have, or oh, the other guy didn't have a tail. But I think th- the Saiyans in Universe 6 don't have tails right isn't that something that they talked about like i feel like that came up whenever Kaba was talking to vegeta back in the destroyer tournament i thought about that after the fact and i said oh wait a second i don't think they're supposed to have tails anyway i don't think that that was something that they already talked about Um, but yeah so she's definitely the sister of renzo the other guy so i guess we can assume that he's the Saiyan based on that but so cabba is here of course to try to convince uh, Caulifla to uh, join the team for Determine Power and of course she's just saying no because <laughs> everybody has to say no first you can't go to anybody and just have them be like yeah sure that sounds great like they have to <laughs> they have to reject it the first few times uh, so Kava goes Super Saiyan and you know Cauliflower is kind of hanging out like she's kind of clearly this underground boss of some sort because she's got all these henchmen around her um, and they're you know trying to get all trying to get all rough with Kaba and stuff but uh, they clearly don't know who they're dealing with I mean I think it's safe to assume Kaba's is pretty strong in that world uh, okay, so then we go back to this village being attacked by these weird uh, zombie dudes, okay? And it doesn't take long, really, for them to kind of figure out what's going on. Master Roshi says, hey, they're, they're being controlled by some sort of dark magic. Yank those, okay, he, he calls them talismans, sure. Uh, yank those talismans off their faces. And then they kind of put two and two together, and that, that what's-her-face urine is over it. And they're saying it like, you know, some kind of sorcery. that she's uh using here and she's kind of starting to reveal that she definitely has it out for tian and i think it would have been cool if she was an ex-girlfriend or something that might have almost been cooler in a way because you know somebody (laughs) you never see characters like tian like express any sort of desire to even be with a person romantically at all i know that's not a big thing in a dragon ball world like you don't even see characters kiss in a dragon ball world but I mean, Gohan's with someone, Goku's with someone, Krillin's with someone. Yamcha has been known to be with some different people. <laughs> I guess Tien's just one of those people. Just kind of like, I don't care. It's just I'm me and Chaozu forever, man. Me and Chaozu for life, because that's not weird at all. Uh, but yeah, so then we go to the, this flashback, and apparently she was with them at the Crane School. Okay, so I mean, I, I'm, I'm assuming that this is something that happened in Uh, in Dragon Ball but it's not an actual clip from Dragon Ball it's a Dragon Ball Super Recreation so you know I don't know one of you guys can tell me send me an email at rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com what do I need to know about this flashback in order to understand their history here because all all we see here is, is Tien and Chao Tzu walking away we know the crane school is where they sort of trained at right with the other sort of uh monks or wherever it is they trained (laughs) okay but she was a little girl and she's basically yelling at them saying hey don't ignore me stick around and fight me you know don't be a coward etc and uh apparently they didn't want to and now she's mad about it okay and she says that that's when she made made up her mind that she would when she grew up she would she would track him down and beat him to a bloody pulp which i love the fact that she said that by the way uh so she became a sorceress um yeah and that's the history of that so (laughs) Uh, once again i'm not gonna talk too much about this because frankly it's not very interesting to me i mean i I mentioned this a little bit earlier is that this this episode isn't bad by any means but there's just a bunch of stuff in here that i kind of don't care about you know just just more or less this whole relationship between tian and this girl um Master Roshi just going, you know, SSP on us or SP? Was it? Wait, SSP. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh Yeah, it's just it's just a lot of stuff that I kind of don't care for, and so I'm you know I'm not gonna talk too much about it. But okay, so they kind of just kind of get into it all here, and and they they you know they try to start to focus on getting these talismans off these guys' faces so that they're not possessed. Uh, but then Master Roshi kind of confronts the girl by himself and he's kind of saying that he's going <laughs> to spank that nasty attitude right out of her. Uh, <laughs> I don't, she's a hundred percent validated in her anger toward Master Roshi at this point. The one with Tien, okay, that's debatable, I guess, but yeah, her Russian Master Roshi and like one to light his ass up. I totally, I totally understand that. Uh, but she does no damage at all. So, I mean, we can see here that even though she's, she's mastered sorcery, that this kind of power still has nothing against, you know, the Z fighters because she can't even be Roshi. You know what I mean? She's like trying to punch him and like, it's doing nothing. Okay. Uh, and even they, they even managed to squeeze in an SSP moment, an SSP Roshi moment, even in this <laughs> here when she falls down her legs kind of spread open and he's just kind of standing there looking and it's just oh and then she kicks him in the balls and it's just wow (laughs) wow (laughs) but you know what i hope this is a good lesson for for young ladies if a guy acts like that to you kick him in his goddamn balls okay i don't care who they are they could be an old man or anybody You, you you fucking kick him in the balls roshi deserved that And then she put her little talisman on his face and now he's possessed too, okay? So, uh, at this point, we can kind of start to predict what's going to happen here. You know, we're thinking, oh shit, this guy, this isn't isn't like one of these random Tian students. Now, this is Master Roshi, you know, who is, while he would stand a chance, he would never stand a real chance against these guys. You know, he's still more powerful than these other people so having him be under her control is kind of you know a threat and he actually kind of pummels tian a good bit um, <laughs> so and, and and i think they kind of say in a while in, in a way here you know it, it makes him even more stronger because they're kind of getting him at his full power whereas before he probably would be holding backs So now they want to, you know, now while he's in this sort of possessed state, he's just kind of like, you know, top notch Master Roshi. So he's actually pretty strong. And this is where Tian rips off his shirt. (laughs) Uh, And Tien does this weird technique that I'm not exactly sure that I knew that he had, man. He grows like an extra pair of arms. Like, okay, maybe I maybe I am aware of it, like two extra pairs of arms, like this six armed attack. Thing and it just looks really grotesque <laughs> but okay fine either way it doesn't last very long because master roshi kind of you know powers up to his big super buff size charges up a, a kamehameha wave goku senses it teleports in at the last second it kind of knocks it away uh, but it's kind of cool right because i i think a part of the point of all this is to not only show you know that tn has been up to something up to some stuff in the meantime and that, you know, they'll sort of be justified in inviting him to join the tournament of power, but they'll also be kind of justified in, 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 in getting Roshi to join and asking him to join. If any of us as, as fans and viewers are wondering, well, why are they inviting Roshi? What are they giving us an, an, an example right here, just showing how strong he, he could be when he's like not holding back. He's giving it his all. He's super focused. He's maybe not being distracted by titties and whatever else yeah he's he's probably really strong right so i think that this was that was kind of the point of most of this they just needed to create a situation where they could kind of test his strength out without just asking him to do it so that's kind of what happens here goku kind of rushes in to fight and goku doesn't go super saiyan or anything like that he doesn't want to kill roshi you know so he doesn't have to and he knows he doesn't have to do all that (laughs) <laughs> but Goku's like saying that, you know, he's must have been always oh, been sneaking in some intense training when we're not around. Right. They're trying to justify the choices of these characters for the tournament of power. Right. Because what there would have been one point in time wouldn't it would have made zero sense to, to invite Roshi to be a part of this thing. But now they're saying, hey, he's been training and he has some sort of hidden potential himself that maybe he didn't even realize. But Goku's like, you know what? I don't have time for this. <laughs> we're running out of time, which I'm glad he brought that up. Because it's like, okay, you are kind of wasting a lot of time here, man. You guys don't have, I don't know how many hours they have left at this point. But So Goku flies into the sky. He charges up a big, big energy wave and just kind of, you know, launches it down. I guess he focuses it enough to where it pretty much only hits Roshi. And not only that, it kind of only just burns the talisman off his face. (laughs) So even though they showed a wide shot of that blast and it seems like it should have destroyed way more than that. Um, you know, we, we know that they, we couldn't have him, they couldn't have him blow up this entire freaking village trying to get Roshi, but it works, right? So the thing comes off of his face and of course she's all upset about it and et cetera, but she was talking about, she spent all these years training and stuff. So um, we kind of see all the people of the village and, you know, TN basically says, you know, if you want to train so much, then why don't you come train with me? I'll train you you can be a student at my school. Um, and that's kind of cool. I mean, you know, kind of cool. I don't know if they'll ever revisit this. I feel like this. I feel like I feel like we're never going to see this character again. <laughs> so I don't know why they're even starting this because he's not even about to be there. He's about to leave to go fight in the tournament. But anyway she agrees to do it it's kind of cool uh i'd like to see it turn into something at some point maybe maybe this will be that romantic sort of <laughs> interaction that we've been wanting for tian right maybe Chao tzu would have to go find something else to do for a little bit give tian some prophecy jesus uh but yeah okay so tian does agree to uh participate in tournament of power okay because now he's saying that see now he has a reason to because his students sort of inadvertently caused all the damage to this town, and now he's saying that with the prize money, he can fix the town. But there is no prize money. So what the hell is going to happen? Go, because you've got people joining the tournament under this false idea that there's going to be prize money. You know? And this is pretty serious, but, like, he's just like, okay, cool. Um, and even then, like, at the very end they master Roshi didn't even get up an, an official invite. He's just like, wait, you mean there's 10 million zenny involved? Count me in. Okay. And Goku's like, all right, that's it. 10 people. It's like, that's it. Roshi's just in just like that. Just cause he just, you know, he just wants some of the money. I mean, I, I, I get it, you know, but I don't know. I just, I, I, I think I was expecting a little bit more of a, you know, explanation or, uh, you know for him to give go goku, goku to give him the pitch <laughs> too but no it was more so like um no he's just in okay anyway so we we, we see the sequence now to say now we have all 10 fighters so these are 10 fighters that we have seen in opening credits for however many episodes now we officially have our 10 people now and so the narrator just kind of counts them off he says boo OK, now, the first thing, the first the first person they show is boo, but it's fat boo. Did you notice that? <laughs> I mean, I, you know, maybe they just did that for I don't know, but they show boo and he's fat again. Not only that, boo is also fat in the opening credits, so I don't like calling him fat. I don't. But, you know, I have to say that, to, <laughs> So, you know, what I'm talking about. OK, OK. Uh, But yeah, so has something happened? Did he revert back to that size? Or they're just kind of showing him like this just for the sake of because that's the more familiar image. I don't know. So it says Boo, we got Piccolo, we've got Android 17 and 18, we've got Krillin, we've got Tian, we've got Vegeta, we've got Master Roshi, we've got Gohan and Goku. Okay? Now and that's more or less where it ends. We've got we've got our final 10. Now my question is. Now the only person we haven't really seen doing much preparation or answering any questions or work on any strategies or anything in terms of tournament term power so far is Vegeta okay and we're eight hours away from this the last time we saw Vegeta he was still hanging out with baby bulla <laughs> so I'm wondering if we're going to get an episode of him uh, training or preparing or having a conversation about this at some point because right now he's kind of the only one we haven't really spend any time with in terms of this tournament of power preparation so i guess we'll see what happens okay so what do you think about that guys what are you saying send me an email at rock at gmail.com uh, of course if you have any questions concerns about anything uh, head over to facebook page facebook.com slash rock the dragon podcast go ahead and like that page go ahead and leave me a review i will post a few links to um hopefully help it make it easier for you guys to leave reviews uh i would very much appreciate it um, so yeah, that, that about does it guys. So, um, we're about to hit episode 90, episode 90 in about a week. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Nine zero. I know. Tell me about it. Anyway, exciting things to come. I'm working on something. I've been talking about it for a while. I'm still working on that thing. Uh, don't forget there's a YouTube channel. I haven't been talking much about that because, well, I haven't updated in a while. It's kind of hard to find time to update that channel. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> You know, especially when it's just not really taken off. You know, uh, I definitely need some more subscriptions over there. You know, for me to get sort of remotivated to go and like actively sort of update that thing because it's a lot trying to do that and the podcast and everything else every week. Uh, so if you haven't had a chance to subscribe to the YouTube channel, you can still go subscribe. The more people that subscribe, the sooner I'll be back on there making new content. Okay. Alright, so with that being said, uh that about does it guys for this week. So until next time for Rock the Dragon Podcast, I am Tim Bridgewater and uh, keep rocking the dragon.